0: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is January 28th. It's 2020. We have eight games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing pretty great. You know, just, just training for the RG basketball game coming up this weekend. Walked up and down the stairs about 15 times a day. I'm feeling in shape, although I am a little exhausted from walking over 10 feet to grab water
0: (laughs) yeah i went out and um i shot some hoops today for the first time in four or five years it was a long time so it was um it was fun my my wife and my daughter beat me in pig like it was it was it was funny um yes it was my my daughter is seven and can barely make basketballs make buckets and she beat me and my wife kicked my butt so um, I got a long. I got. I'm I told them like I have to go to the court every day this week to get ready for the game.
1: Yeah, I probably should. I don't think I've been on a basketball court in four years. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: like it was like the last time I played basketball was the original RG basketball game in Vegas four or five years ago. So it's been a while.
1: Yeah, I was vomiting during that. I didn't go. I meant I was vomiting in Vegas in my hotel room. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. Um I I just got a text from my wife saying victory (laughs) with with a little pig so she could hear me. Um she's like you you didn't tell them in Slack earlier, but here I told everybody on the podcast, so everyone can make fun of me on Twitter today, but it's all in good fun. Let's move on to this slate. We got a lot to talk about here on this eight gamer. Uh we start with the Knicks and the Hornets, two ten total. Charlotte favored by one in this game. Um, You know, as far as injury news goes in this game, really, R.J. Barrett, the only thing that we're looking at here the night before. Uh, Let's start here with the Knicks. You know, Barrett out. Elf Payton has been – he's been solid. He's 6K. I think he's, you know, a a somewhat okay play here.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's gotten over 30 and five straight, averaged around 35 in that span. 6K, it's not a – Great price, but it's not a terrible price. There's definitely worse plays on the slate. Charlotte, obviously, not a bad matchup for one. Right in the middle of the pack here. This should be a decently close game. Like, should have enough points in it. I mean, it's got a two ten total, which isn't high, but considering what the output and the prices on all these guys are, it's about right. Randall eight six. Like, I don't know. Unless they throw him down to the five and just go a little bit smaller because Charlotte's not great versus bigs. I don't really see him beating his price tag of eighty six hundred here. Morris 6,200. He's been fine recently. He's been good form the last two games. This game's projected to stay close. I guess there's a chance that he ends up with high 30s minutes. Even still, like, not a guy that jumps out. I don't really know what to do with any of the bigs here. Like, I don't know which one to end up using. Like, the minutes are kind of all over the place. I guess Gibson's in there at 3,400, but I don't think he's going to get enough minutes. Like, it's just Payton for me here on the New York side. I think like I, I don't see any guys that I really want to go with. I don't trust the big guys.
0: Yeah. So, like, when I'm looking at New York, I'm kind of with you. I like Peyton. I don't mind Marcus Morris. I think he's okay. Like, Charlotte is a really bad, you know, team on the interior, bad rebounding team. So, like, maybe – Maybe you take shots uh, on Morris. Like, I really like Randall. I just don't like his price. So, like, if you're price shopping him, maybe he's a more – maybe you can, like, play him more on, like, a FanDuel or, like, a Yahoo. Um, I just don't know if necessarily you're going to be playing him on DraftKings or Fantasy Draft. Like, I don't ever look at pricing the night before. I like to kind of just overview the slate. You know, that's kind of what the podcast is all about. So, I think this is a good matchup for Randall. I think he's a guy that could easily put up 45 to 50 fantasy points in this game. So if you can find a site where you could take advantage of that, um, I think that's the guy you're kind of looking at here. And then on the Charlotte side of things, like, you know, for Charlotte all year for me, it's really been Devontae Graham and, and Terry Rozier, the two guys that I typically play. I don't love this matchup. This is a slower-paced game. Um, is there anything that you're, you're liking here for Charlotte?
1: I'm actually going to allow, yeah. You're right. Like, same thing with me. It's pretty much Graham and Rozier. But it's not a good matchup for either of them. Neither come into this game with great form. I mean, they're completely fine with tournament flyers, but this is not going to be a high-scoring game. I just don't see the need to play either of these guys, considering they're probably not going to go off in a lower-scoring game. Graham would have to get hot shooting in order to pay off value. Like, it's just a full-on fade to Charlotte.
0: Yeah, like – Again, like, I'm just – I'm not seeing much here. Um, Charlotte plays at the slowest pace. New York is, like, 22nd. Like, this game's just going to be slow. It has the lowest total on the slate. Just not – just not seeing a ton of value in this one. So, not going to – not going to load up on this one. So, uh, moving on, we got Golden State at Philly. No total in this game. Looney's out. Um, and then on the Philly side – Joel Embiid is questionable, um, and Josh Richardson is out. Embiid with the questionable tag, obviously he practiced fully on Monday. Um, he's really getting close. Maybe they wait one more game with this game being against Golden State. We'll have to kind of see. Um, is there anything standing out to you for Golden State? I mean
1: Russell Burks. That's pretty much it. Like don't really like a whole lot of other guys. This is not an easy Magic going up against Philly. It's not going to be. In all likelihood a close game, it's not gonna be a high scoring game. Brooke or Burks and Russell can easily get there just based off of shot volume if this game actually ends up staying close and they play mid thirties minutes. But if it doesn't stay close, there's no chance that they're hitting value. Like it's strictly a you know the volume's gonna be there for either Russell or Burks or both. I'd throw one of them in if I'm throwing any other guys on the Philly side if indeed is out, but that's really the only reason to play. Like I'm not taking a shot on green, not getting a Sean Pascal, I'm not taking a shot on any of these guys. Like, even Damian Leeds saying they're 4,800. He's only getting mid-20 minutes recently. So there's no real upside on any of these guys outside of Russell and Burks who are just, like, they're guys that can go off any matchup. This isn't easy. This isn't a good spot for them. It's just they're there pretty much, and they're going to check.
0: Yeah, you know, Russell is a guy, like, his usage is just so high, over 50 fantasy points in through the last four games. I'll play him just about any time out right now. So, I think he's still kind of underpriced. So, I, I like D'Angelo Russell here. Outside of that, like, you know, like you mentioned with Burks, he's so hit or miss. He's 5,500. I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, yeah, I, I just don't love a lot here for Golden State. Like, I think you could take shots on Glenn Robinson on sites that he's cheap. Um, if you just want a guy that's going to play a ton of minutes. So his usage is just really low. But he does take high percentage shots. So um, that, that's one of the reasons I like Glenn Robinson. And we saw Chris play 21 minutes the other night um, with Willie Cauley-Stein out. Uh, but really, like, I I think the guy that's going to benefit the most is Spellman um, and Paschal. I just, you know, we'll just kind of have to see how it plays out because Paschal didn't play – a ton the other night, um, or Spellman didn't play a ton the other night. Pascal played 27 minutes, but Pascal at 4,800 is worth a tournament flyer if you're you're mass multi-entering. The Philly side, you know, obviously if Embiid plays, he's interesting. This game probably gets a little uglier if he plays. If Embiid's out, like, even at 10K I think Ben Simmons has some upside in this matchup.
1: Yeah, it's kind of one of those spots where if I'm playing uh, D-Russ over on the other side, then I'll bring it back here with some Philly guys, Um, and that's Like, if Embiid plays, he's the only one I have interest in. I mean, I assume he's only been out for, like, 20 days. He's probably still in shape because it was a finger issue. He should be fine to play mid-30s minutes if he ends up coming back here. If he comes back, Simmons way overpriced. Harris is overpriced. Horford's overpriced. But if Embiid is out, then, yeah, Simmons at 10K going up against Golden State can put up a huge ceiling game here. He's been averaging over 50 for the last 10 games. He's been on a tear without Embiid in the lineup, and like against Golden State is a perfect matchup for him in every single way. So I'd have to wait and see what the line is. I'm guessing the line's going to be around 10, probably a little bit more going up against Golden State. But if yeah, if Embiid is out, I'm bringing it back with Russell if I'm playing Simmons. And Harris is probably the second guy that I'd end up going with. Still playing upper 30s minutes. Like, this game stays close. I'll throw him in. But, again, I'm not playing him unless it's in a game stack scenario. It's a good matchup for him. Orford's fine. Not a guy that I'm going to go out of my way to play. He really hasn't been in great form recently. I'd just much rather go with Harris or Simmons here. And then, like, if you want to take a shot on that Maybe just because the minutes are going to be there and it's a good matchup versus Golden State. I know he's not a great point-per-minute guy, but the minutes are absolutely going to be there. And it's, like, a fast-paced matchup. Any given time, he can go off for a big game. Like he put up 12 shots against Toronto. He can get there by volume. It's just I like he's 4.7k. He's probably priced about where he should be. So realistically, it's if Embiid's in, it's Embiid. If Embiid's out, and Simmons and Harris make interesting tournament plays.
0: Yeah, so the guy that I actually like more than Thibault is um, Shake Milton. Like he played, he started the other night. Played twenty five minutes. He put up twenty five fantasy points and only took five shot attempts. So um, he's a guy that I, I kind of I, I really like here. Um, if Embiid sits again, you know, obviously usage is more spread out. But like he got to start for Josh Richardson last game. If he picks up another start here. Golden State, Golden State, a team that typically will go small. So, um, I, I like Shake Milton as a large field tournament player. I just don't think a lot of people will be on him. Um, I think a lot of people will look at Tybalt, which is fine. Um, but I, I think, like, if you want in a tournament play, I think Tobias Harris is really safe at 7,400 too. Um, you know, going up to Golden State, if Embiid sits, um, I think – Tobias is um, really, really safe. So, he's just a guy that, like, I just don't expect a lot of people to be on either. So, yeah, going to have to watch the news here. If Embiid plays, I think it's a spot he could crush in. Um, it's just – Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I just – is he going to get 25 minutes getting eased back in? That would be the only thing that, like, I'd be worried about. So, I mean,
1: again, it was a finger injury. Like, we'll, maybe we'll get news about him. in limits the first game on the slate. But I have to assume they're still in decent shape, like – I don't see how he would get out of shape in 20 days if it's not really an injury that would hinder him from staying in shape.
0: Um, all right, moving on. We got Atlanta at Toronto. 233 total here. Toronto favored by 12.5 in this game. Benbury's out. Len is out. Parker is out. Fernando is questionable. And on the Toronto side, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson and McCall, Patrick McCall, um, they're both questionable. Let's we'll start here with the Atlanta side of things. Uh, Trey Young, monster, monster game against Washington last time out. But these two teams just played um, eight days ago, and Trey Young put up 73 fantasy points. Uh, what do you like here for Atlanta? I mean, it's
1: Trey. Like, I'm not paying 8.2K with the, for Collins. I don't know how many minutes he's going to be. He's been in foul trouble almost every single game. So his minutes aren't really something to trust. It's not a great matchup going up against Toronto. They should be able to shut him down a decent amount. And again, like foul trouble is always a worry. Uh, Her is a fine play. He's not a great play at 5,500. It's not a great matchup for him. Reddish, Hunter, probably not going with either of them. I think it's just Trey for me. And if I'm playing Trey, I am definitely bringing it back on the other side with someone else. Like Trey can put up a huge outing any given time. You just said it. Put up 70 points against him last time, just six days ago. He should smash here if this game stays close cuz that's the only way they're probably staying in it is if he's having a good night shooting and dishing the ball out uh but yeah like that's that's really it it's Trey Young and he's the only guy that I'd really consider from this game and I'm only considering him if I'm bringing it back with someone else
0: yeah man like it's so tempting to take a shot on like Hunter here but I don't think I'll end up doing it. I think Jeff T could play, like, 25 minutes in this game. He just really – his usage is just really, really low. So, Trey Young really – like, I'm kind of with you. I think Trey Young's the only guy that I have interest in here. Um, on the Toronto side of things, you know, Kyle Lowry at 7,200. I know he hasn't been crushing, but, like, he has a really nice floor here in this matchup against Atlanta at this price point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he hasn't been crushing, but 35, 35, 37 minutes in the last three – like, he hasn't been shooting great. He hasn't put it up a lot of good stats, but it's a matchup versus Atlanta. Going up against Trey Young defense, it's a perfect spot for him. Like, he's absolutely in for a good game here. The floor is good. The ceiling is there. Like, you can put it up a 55-point game at any given time. He's one of the cheapest guys. Siakam, it's a good matchup for him. I don't mind him. I don't love him. He's priced about where he should be. Still has some upside, but, like, with this team entirely healthy, it's just – like the usage is spread around to everyone else. I'm not playing Van Vleet at 8,200. I just don't really have a desire to pay that price tag for him, even though he's getting a ton of minutes. Guy, I have a lot of interest in his Gasol. Like a lot of games where they stay close. Like this is if I'm playing Trey Young, bring it back with a cheaper guy like Gasol. Got 36 minutes in the last game, 30 in the game before that. I know he hasn't been a great point per minute producer, but. Like, throughout the course of the season, he has these random stretches where he'll end up putting up massive outings on a consistent basis. Atlanta, terrible defensive team, high-paced matchup. I really, really like Gasol in the spot. I think there's a decent shot where he ends up over 30 minutes if this game stays close.
0: Yeah, I like the Marc Gasol call. Probably more on two center sites um, than, like, on FanDuel. You know, with Fandle pricing, I think you could pay up a little bit at center. There's some really strong center plays um, on this slate that we're going to talk about as we're go- going here. And, um, Yeah, like, I don't mind Van Vliet. I-, I just think, like, I don't think his ceiling is extremely high, but I do think this is a good matchup for him. The guy that I kind of like here from Toronto is Norman Powell. You know, you were talking about if you're playing Trey Young, run it back with a cheap guy. I think you could run it back with Norman Powell and Marcus um, and just take two cheap guys. And I think they both could exceed value here. So it's just, you know, I don't know if this is a game you necessarily want to stack. We're going to talk about a lot of games on this slate that have high totals. So I don't know if this is the game that you end up on that you want, you know, all your eggs in one basket for, but I do think when you're looking at this spot, I think this is a really interesting tournament spot for Norman Powell. And I just, I don't really expect them to be too popular here either which um is always fun so um let's move on we got new orleans at or boston at miami sorry uh don't want to skip that one no total in this game on the boston side um cancer is out and tatum is doubtful miami side they're on a back-to-back so we really don't know um you know kendrick nunn has been out so We'll put him as questionable. I know, like, some of these guys, like, Winslow's out. um, But, like, you know, is is Butler and these guys going to play on back-to-backs after been dealing with all these injuries? So, uh, we'll kind of have to see. I know it was an ankle injury for Butler. So, let's start here with Boston. Obviously, with, you know, Tatum doubtful here and cancer out, um, you know, we're definitely looking at some of these Boston guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kevin's the guy that immediately jumps off the page. It's not a great matchup versus Miami. They shut down ones, but it doesn't really matter the matchup. Without Tatum in there, Walker's usage goes up a decent amount. 54 and 60 in the last two games. This is, Like I said, this isn't a good matchup, but just without Tatum in there, just huge, huge uptick in usage. Hayward at 7,100 in a tough matchup versus Miami. Even with Tatum out, I don't think I'm using him. Brown at 6,400 is a little bit more palatable, and I think that he offers some upside in this matchup, especially if Butler ends up missing. Like I don't mind Jalen Brown at 6,400. Smart probably not going there. Uh, Tice, I'm probably not going with him. I know he's had 30 and two straight, and he's getting more minutes. Like probably have to keep him on the floor more for Bam. But 5,700, I don't see a ton of upside at this price tag. I don't see him getting over 40. So not a guy that I'm going to end up going with. Williams, another guy that just isn't going to produce. So for me, it's just Walker and Brown. Uh, Walker being by far my favorite play on the Celtics today.
0: Yeah, like I, I like the spot a lot um, for Walker as well. Um, you know, with Cancer off the floor, you know, you know Dice is gonna he's gonna play the minutes, uh, which is which is fine. Uh, it's like you, though. I, I just – I don't know if I see a ceiling here. But Kimba, when Tatum and Cantor are both, both off the floor, he has a 33.4% usage rate. Um, it's a 5% usage bump over his season average. He's averaging 1.36 fantasy points per minute. So, like, Kimba's the play for me. Um, I think Jalen Brown, another guy, that that's fine. I think um, Hayward is fine if you find him anywhere, that he's kind of underpriced. Um, I don't mind it, but like those are the three guys for me. I don't think I'm going to go out of my way. Even though it is a back-to-back for Miami, I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to play some of these cheaper Boston guys. Like I think Kimba, his price is really, really strong here, and um, I have no issues rolling him out there. On the Miami side, it's a back-to-back for Miami. We're going to have to wait and see if anybody gets rolled out. Don't think we will see. Maybe Gordon Dragic, maybe Butler. But I think Bam plays and, you know, bigs against Boston's been a thing all year. Um, what do you like here for Miami?
1: I mean, it all depends on who ends up playing. Um, Bam, Butler, Drogic, Hero are all fine plays. Um, I'd say, like, assuming none is out, Hero is a decent play. If none plays, then probably avoiding the guards altogether uh, and just Bam and Butler. But who knows if one of them sitting on the backs back here. Butler almost didn't play yesterday. Bam should be in a good spot here. Like, been putting up decent numbers recently outside of one bad start, been up over 40 in almost every single game. The price tag's a little bit high, but there still is definitely some upside. He can 6X, he can 7X his price tag. He can close to 60, and he can match If We just came off a triple-double today or yesterday, whenever you're listening to this. Like, Bam and Butler are the two guys I'd go with if none is playing. If none's out, then I think you would take a shot on either Drogic or Hero or both.
0: All right. I don't really have much to add. Let's move on. New Orleans at Cleveland. Uh two thirty-three total here. New Orleans favored by six and a half in this game. Um Miller's out. Williams is out. And then we'll have to kind of see here for Cleveland. Nothing night before with them being on a back to back. Um, but they handled the Pistons pretty well where like, you know, these guys didn't have to play a ton of minutes. Um anything standing out to you here for New Orleans?
1: I'd say probably ball would be my favorite play. I mean, Zion's starting to get more minutes just each and every game. So I don't really want to play 7.2K, but if he gets into the 30-minute mark, he can end up with 50 points easily, especially in a matchup versus Cleveland. Drew, like having Zion and Ingram and Lonzo on this offense, like trying to figure out Who's going to end up with the most usage there? Like Drew can beat this price tag of seventy nine hundred, but the likelihood of it happening is not terribly likely. He's probably a guy that I'm going to end up avoiding. Ingram, just everyone in here, he's not taking the same amount of shots. Only been over up four, over fourteen once in the last four games. Not expecting much out of him. 7600s way too much to take a shot on him. So I'm avoiding him entirely. Favors just playing mid to high minute twenties minutes here. 6,100, price tag's too high for me to really want to take too much of a shot on him. He'd have to be hyper-efficient, which he has been recently, but he keeps shooting great from the floor. I think he's at 80% over the last five games. Don't expect that to continue here. Cleveland's not bad versus fives, but they are a good rebounding team, so it kind of limits his upside. To me, it's probably ball and then maybe Zion in tournaments.
0: Yeah, Um you know, Zion, 27 minutes the other night. I think if he's going to, you know, see a, in an increase in minutes, um, obviously he has a lot of upside here against, uh, you know, a Cleveland team. But outside of that, like, you know, like you mentioned Ingram, he's kind of expensive. Um, Drew is fine. I just don't know if he necessarily has, like, a massive ceiling here. Um, Lonzo is the guy that, like, I keep leaning towards because he's just – he's playing really good. Like, 15 assists the other night. So like, and he didn't even get a double double, and he put up over forty fantasy points. So I think Lonzo is really interesting here. Um, the the sneaky play here is Derek Favors. Uh, this is a really good matchup for Derek Favors. He's sixty one hundred, uh, a little bit cheaper across the industry. Just gonna have to kind of price shop him, but he's a guy that could easily get a double double in this game, and if he plays like twenty eight minutes, I don't think um, you know Zion being back is necessarily really gonna hurt him. So. You know, Josh Hart, J.J. Redick, these guys are still playing, like, decent minutes. Um, You know, J.J. definitely has taken a a decrease here. But really, like, Okafor is just kind of out of the rotation now. And, like, you know, Hayes is losing minutes. So, like, none of these guys for New Orleans, they're playing a pretty tight rotation right now. So, you can kind of predict where the minutes are going to go. And it's a matchup against Cleveland and Cleveland on a back-to-back. So, um, I don't really have anything else from New Orleans. Um, do we think Kevin Love plays here on a back to back?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's a five thirty game, or yeah, five six thirty, 730, 7.30 game. I had to think of East Coast time. He only played twenty four minutes in the last game, so Yeah,
0: he probably plays.
1: Yeah, I would think that he ends up playing here. Um, in any case, we'll know before lock. His price at seven thousand seven hundred. Full allotment in against New Orleans at 7700 is just way, way too cheap for Kevin Love. He can have a 50-point game here. Really like him. Sexton probably priced at where he should be at 6500 I know he's been taking a boatload of shots recently, but doesn't get enough ancillary stats where I'm in love with the play. I'm not going to argue against it. He just put, did just put up 44 against Washington not too long ago, but not a guy that stands off the page to me. He's a fine play. He's just not a great play. Tristan Thompson, 5,700, hasn't been playing a ton of minutes recently. Maybe on a back-to-back, he doesn't get a whole lot of minutes. I don't hate the play, but I don't love the play. Like, really, just for me, it's love. If he's confirmed playing, I really like him. Probably not going Nance, probably not going Garland.
0: <sighs> like, the thing that's semi-interesting here is New Orleans plays at such a fast pace. It's Cleveland on a back-to-back. They're going to be playing, in, you know, faster pace in this game because New Orleans, like – I don't think, like, Sexton is the worst play in the world here. Um, high usage guy, back-to-back, really probably not going to affect him too much here. Like, you know, we've seen him multiple times on back-to-backs, go and have good games. I just wish he was a little bit cheaper. Maybe he's cheaper on FanDuel. Maybe he's cheaper on Yahoo. I think the matchup overall is really good for him. I don't hate Larry Nance here. Um, you know, Kevin Porter came back, was on a minutes limit. I think he played, like, uh, 15 or 16 minutes, uh, so we'll have to kind of watch and see how that plays out. But the one that I want to mention here is McKinney, Alonzo McKinney. Um, he played 25 minutes against Detroit on Monday, and, like, he's been kind of flirting around this, like, 18 to 20-minute mark. He's mid-salary. If you're mass multi-entering, like, this is not the worst spot to throw a dart at. Uh, I just, you know, we'll have to kind of see what his ownership is throughout the day. Uh, but I, I do think he's a little interesting here for tournaments. Um, That's it, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. All right, Washington at Milwaukee, two forty total. Grant, two forty total. Uh, Milwaukee's is that high? favored. <laughs> Milwaukee's favored by sixteen in this game. Hatcher Marrera is out. Jordan McRae is out, and Wagner is out. Um, everybody's going to go on the Milwaukee side. Like I know this is a tough matchup for Washington and Bradley Beal, but. Like, the dude's gone for 50 straight – or 50 in three straight games. He's 8,300. Like, I, I think we just keep playing him here.
1: Yeah, I think we kind of have to. I mean, he's just been taking so many shots, been doing so well. It's a tough matchup, but it's still going to be a very, very high pace, very high-scoring matchup. The only worry is if this game's going to stay close. Don't care. Even if this game doesn't end up staying close. Like, against Cleveland in 29 minutes, he put up 50 points. If he plays – 29 minutes this game turns into a blot. he's still going to end up probably getting you close to value so you're just kind of playing if he gets if it's a blot, he's still probably fine if it's not a blot, he's probably going to smash here so beal is the guy that i'm really looking at bertan's been playing a decent amount of minutes recently hasn't shot great and is still putting up all right outings 30 26 and 36 while he shooting not great. In this 30-point game against Atlanta, he still only shot three for 12 from the field. If he gets hot from behind the arc, he can get 45 points in this type of spot here in a high-paced matchup. So it's Bertans there. It's Beal. Troy Brown, if you really need some value, but most likely just Bertans and Beal for me.
0: Yeah, it's really the only two guys that I have interest here, and it's much more Beal than it is Bertans. Um, I think this is a okay spot for Bertans, and you know, maybe Ish Smith plays extra minutes here with McCray out. Like if you're looking at large field tournaments, um, you know, how many extra minutes is Troy Brown really gonna play here? So I think maybe Ish Smith gets a bump. Um but that's really it. Um and then on the Milwaukee side of things, like Giannis is really expensive in a game they're favored by sixteen points. Like, so many of Washington's games go over the total, and this game is featuring two of the fastest-paced teams in the NBA. I think um, Milwaukee's first and Washington's fourth. It's just – Milwaukee's a much better defensive team. What do you like here for the Bucks?
1: I mean, Giannis, if this, it, it all depends on this game stays close. Like, if you're bringing it back with Bertans and Beale and playing some value plays, like, you can throw in Giannis. But, like, outside of that, Bledsoe is – a matchup versus washington it's the best matchup or one of the best matchups on the board for points like middleton going up against washington if this game stays close and he plays mid-30s minutes like he should smash i really like brooke lopez here i guess a perfect kind of spot for him if this game stays close he ends up i think around 35 maybe more this game doesn't stay close i still think he ends up having a decent game here like, this is a good Brooke Lopez spot. Like, this is a really good spot for him. He's not a guy that I normally play that much, but 4800 I think he can crush his value here. It goes 7X in this spot. I really like him, and, like, yeah, anyone else you're playing, it's basically just you're bringing it back with some Washington guys, and you're just trying to see what ends up fitting. But I have no problem with Giannis, Middleton, or Bledsoe.
0: Yeah. Do you think Brooke Lopez gets uh, any love here?
1: No. No, I would imagine not.
0: I don't but, think he gets a lot of love here either. I, I'm yeah. hoping he doesn't get a lot of love here. Yeah, I
1: don't – I mean, yeah. He's just not a guy that people generally play anyways. I don't – even against Washington, like, I could see – I'll probably see Gasol get more ownership than Brook Lopez.
0: Um, all right. Moving on here. We got Denver at Memphis. Uh, we have a 226 total. It's a pick'em game right now. Millsap, Murray, Plumlee all out, and um, Crowder on the Memphis side. He's doubtful. Let's start here with Denver. Um, You know, obviously a good matchup here going up against Memphis. Uh, What do you like here for Denver?
1: I mean, kind of everything. Grant, I don't know if I'll end up playing him. I know he's been playing about
0: 11 minutes and doing really
1: well. It's a good matchup versus Memphis. I guess that price tag's still probably not enough of a price increase here for Grant, who's been just beating it consistently with all the injuries to everyone. So, Grant's fine. He's just a little bit too cheap. Barton has not been playing well, but he's been shooting horrible. Like, if he has a decent shooting night here going up against Memphis, it's a nut-paced matchup. He just hasn't, like, in any game he's shot over double digits recently, he's just shot terrible. So, he's still a guy that can crush value. Porter, if he gets 30 minutes, he is going to get 40 points in all likelihood. If he plays in mid 20s, he's still not going to kill you here at 6,200. Up over 30 and three games straight with a 48 in there. Don't mind him. Um, I don't Morris, 5,400. I don't really want to pay that price tag for him. Like It's Grant, it's Barton, it's Joker. And, or I don't even mention Joker. Joker's 10.2K and he's put up 60 and two straight. And now he gets a high paced matchup versus Memphis. Joker's a fantastic play. Go ahead and tell me I'm wrong, Stevie.
0: No, I said we have a lot of strong centers on the slate. I think he's one of the strongest players on the slate, so he's probably going to bust. This doesn't sound
1: right. This I doesn't know sound it's right, weird, God. right?
0: Like, we, <laughs> it's it's always weird when I like praise the Joker. Um, and, and again, like I've said multiple times, I think that he is, I think he's a good basketball player. I never, I never said that. I just I don't love him for fantasy. I think he has, like, 70-point upside in this matchup. So, um, I I like this spot for him a lot. But I could also see him being really popular and busting, too. So, if that happens, I think Will Barton is a fantastic tournament player if you're not playing Joker. I know if you look at his game log, you're going to be like, why would you even consider Will Barton here? Um, But I think this is a strong spot for him. I think Jeremiah Grant, his price has come up. If he's cheaper on FanDuel or Yahoo, I don't mind him. I like the overall matchup for him. I like the overall matchup for Michael Porter, too, um, if he is cheaper. Um, I, I just don't see myself playing him too much at 6200 Um, The other side, like the Memphis side, or I guess we need to mention Gary Harris is $4,300 uh, with these guys out and could potentially see a little bit more of a minutes increase here now that he's played a couple games.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could definitely end up seeing that. Like, but it's never sexy it, to play Gary Harris. It isn't, uh, but, I mean, he's played, like, even when he plays a bunch of minutes, 4,300, like, yeah, he can go for 30, but when he's been playing minutes, he still hasn't done that great. I don't know. I It's fine, I guess. We'll see if it, other value ends up opening up. But I, I just don't
0: have a whole lot of interest in him. Uh, what do you like here for Memphis.
1: I mean, Morant, J-Val, Jackson are all good plays. Like, it's supposed to be a close game. It's supposed to be fairly high scoring. I think it's a pick right now. Morant doesn't offer a ton of upside at 7K here, but a little bit of upside. J-Val, like, maybe he ends up getting more minutes going up against Joker. He's only been playing mid-20s recently. But this is definitely a spot where they can end up giving him more. So, he has 40, 50-point upside at 6.7. I think I prefer him to Morant. Triple J, same thing as always. Worry about foul trouble. He's a decent tournament option. It's not the worst matchup in the world for him. But Dylan Brooks, I'm just I, I just keep playing him and he just keeps getting it done, getting it done, having a horrible game, getting it done, getting it done. Like he's putting up a lot of shots if he gets hot on the floor. Like he can absolutely put up fifty fantasy points. He's priced at six k. That's way too cheap. They aren't raising his price tag because he puts in a few random, just complete duds. But consistently up over thirty, huge upside. I really like Dylan Brooks in this spot.
0: Yeah, he's like the definition of like tournament play. So hit or miss. Um, you know, he's a guy that could go off, or he's a guy that could easily dud. Like he's he's like the definition of um, a tournament play here. So. I like the call. You know, you and I talked about him a bunch. Um, so I, I like this. I actually like Morant here. I think that this is a good spot for Morant. I think his price has come down enough where he does have some upside. Um, I think this is a spot you could potentially take a shot on Valanchunas, too. Like you know, this is a spot that they could they could use him to play some minutes in this game. So I don't I don't hate Valanchunas as a tournament play here. Um, outside of that though, you know, maybe you take a shot on Clark if Crowder does end up, does end up sitting, but you're going to have to price shop him because DraftKings prices, you know, he's, he's not the greatest, but I will note like Kyle Anderson played 29 minutes the other night, um, and and drew the start in place of Crowder. He's 4,100. He would be really interesting here. Kyle Anderson. I remember playing him a ton when he was with the Spurs.
1: Yeah, I yeah, know he can definitely get it done, put up 27 points last time. 4K, like, I'd take that, but I don't know if I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, we've definitely seen it from him before with the Spurs, so
0: it's definitely possible. Maybe maybe your 7 o'clock, seven o'clock starts don't start off well and you go, like, switch off to Kyle Anderson or something. Yeah. Um. All right, Phoenix at Dallas, last game on the slate. We got a 229 total here. Dallas favored by six and a half. Baines and Cam Johnson, Kaminsky are all out. Ricky Rubio is questionable. It's a back-to-back for Dallas. We'll kind of have to see um, if any of these guys end up sitting on the back-to-back. I know, like, we know Porzingis just came back. Maybe he ends up sitting here. Uh, what do you like here for Phoenix?
1: I mean, if Rubio ends up sitting, Booker, Aiton, and Oubre are all – Good play as sitting there at 6,900. There's a perfect spot. Dallas is not great versus three. He's gotten over 40 in his last two games. He's playing a ton of minutes every single game here. Like him in this spot, Aiton has been hit or miss a lot, but it's been foul troll recently where he's had bad games. But last two games, 38 minutes per game. Like He's going to play a boatload of minutes. Dallas doesn't really have a whole lot of great big men. Who knows if WCS is even going to play here. There's a chance Porzingis ends up sitting out like – Aiton and Booker are the guys, especially if Rubio ends up missing, and I still like Oubre, but those are the three guys that I'm really interested in. If Rubio does end up sitting out. Okubo is sitting there at 3,100. I don't like playing him, but that's super cheap. We won't know until later on, so it always makes a decent idea to swap around. Tyler Johnson sitting there at 3K. Maybe he gets some minutes. Like It all depends on the Rubio news what value you're going to end up getting, but... Ubre, Eaton, and Booker are good plays regardless.
0: Yeah, uh, Willie Cauley Stein didn't end up playing on Monday. They said that he's still kind of learning. Um, but you have to think if Porzingis ends up sitting, that Willie Cauley Stein plays minutes in this game. So I, I just don't know if he's cheap enough to necessarily take the risk either. So, and we have a ton of guys that we've talked, we've kind of talked about. Um, I, I know kind of skipping over to the Dallas side but I did want to mention that I really like Booker in this spot I know he's expensive but I think this is a game that he has a, a nice ceiling for tournaments and I really like Aiden I think Aiden has a really nice ceiling for tournaments in this game as well so I just want to mention those two guys on the Phoenix side Ubre, like you mentioned 6900 and if we did get news that our good old friend Rubio sits um Okubo, I guess <laughs> just It just doesn't feel great. I don't want to, Grant. I don't want to. Um, I kind of started with the Dallas side already. What do you like here for Dallas?
1: I mean, yeah, if we get news that Porzingis is going to sit and then WCS is going to play, like, play WCS, it's not like he's out of shape. He played 32 minutes just a week ago over in Golden State. Like, I'm guessing once he's fully acclimated to the offense, they're going to give him the minutes. Like, if WCS and Porzingis are both out, then Kleber could be in for a decent amount of minutes. Like, they play Porzingis at the five, but if he sits, then definitely is a spot where he where Kleber can end up with a boatload of minutes. Like, even Boban, if you have to YOLO at the end of the night, if WCS and Porzingis are out, then Boban there 3,300 could get 16-plus minutes, which equals a guaranteed pretty much 30 points. Um, but if Porzingis is out, Hardaway Jr. becomes – a guy that's probably going to end up with more usage. I know he has been great recently. We're sitting at 4,800 and has a shot at 35. So I don't hate him for tournaments if we get news on Porzingis. Luca is Luca in a good matchup. Going up against Phoenix. He's priced at 12K. Like maybe if things aren't going well and you have Giannis, like the utility, you can swap over to Luca. Wouldn't be the worst idea in the world if you need to play some catch up. Um, but. Like, it all depends on the Porzingis status, and that's kind of going to determine everything. Um, But, yeah, if Porzingis ends up sitting, then gives a big bump to Hardaway, gives a big bump to Cleaver if WCS is out. If WCS is playing, then he gives a big bump to him. Like, it all depends on the Porzingis and WCS news realistically.
0: All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, Favorite play under 5K to 7X. Who do you got?
1: Gonna go with Brolo. Brolo.
0: I like that one. I I think that. I think that one's really solid. Um. I just, man, it, there's so many guys down here that are like five six x plays. I'm gonna go with Kyle Anderson. Um, hoping that Crowder sits again in that game that we were just talking about. I think at 4100. I think he could go for twenty, what twenty two fantasy points. So, or I guess it would be more than that. It would be <laughs> twenty eight. Um, gotta re rethink that now. Like maybe not. Uh, maybe I don't like him as much. No, I'm just kidding. Um, give me your over eight K to under five X. Who's your bust today? I mean, gosh, this is tough here. Um.
1: I'm gonna assume that Embiid plays and just go with
0: Simmons. All right. Just to be clear, if Embiid sits, Grant is not fading Simmons on the slate. Just, yeah, absolutely. Just to be clear, um, man, there's so many good plays up here today. There, there are so many good plays up here today. Um, probably my least favorite is probably John Collins. I I could definitely see him getting five X, but when I'm looking at the plays in this range, he's, he's definitely my least favorite. So, um, yeah, John Collins, it is Uh, favorite six X play grant Dylan Brooks. All right. I like that one. I like that one trying to see like there's so many guys that i like in this like mid-tier today i was just trying to find one um give me d'angelo russell i like it uh let's get weird gpp play of the day who do you got
1: uh i'm gonna go do you think marcus that weird
0: i i, I think that's fun. all right i'm good with that i'm gonna go with shake milton that's weird, right? I mean it's it's
1: yeah, it's definitely a little bit off the board. It makes complete sense, but yeah,
0: definitely. Like, yeah. I mean people even know who Shake Milton is.
1: I mean, I know who Shake Shaq is.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, game selection question, what's standing out to you today that um you'll be looking at? I mean I guess over
1: on DK, like if you're looking for something with lower rake, single entry hundred dollar double up over there. I mean it's ten percent rake. It's a big enough field where you're not gonna like a lot of pros will be in there. But yeah, if you have the, if you have the bankroll for it, hundred bucks, like just throw it in one double up. Yeah, pretty much the same as throwing it in a whole bunch of five and ten dollar ones.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, like if you're playing it on DraftKings all the single entry double ups, I think they started a dollar, $2 or something like that. Like all of the single entry double ups are the ones that you want to be looking at. Um, so all of them, play all of them. Um, yeah, but
1: just remember if you're playing like a bunch of $5 ones, like get the RG extension. You can see that like some of the $100 single entry double ups have a 9.09% margin compared to an 11, 12% margin even against tougher competition, you're gonna end up getting like more value out of playing the bigger ones than the smaller ones. Unless you are like the one and $3 ones and $2 ones, like pros obviously can't get in them. So it's fine paying a little bit extra rate, but the bigger ones almost always have a smaller margin.
0: Alright, I'm going low stakes today. Um, and switching it up on my low stakes guys. Maybe in a rut, maybe you're struggling. Um, maybe your roster construction is struggling, and you're you're just kind of wanting a, a break. Um, I think you definitely want to check out the NBA tiers 5k hot shot, three entry max, three dollar tournament over there on DraftKings today. Pays twenty two percent of the field, top 10 is thirty-two percent. You know, somebody's gonna turn potentially nine dollars into five hundred bucks. That's a nice ROI. So if you're struggling, maybe you know things are not going the way that you want them to as far as roster construction goes. Switch it up. Play the tiers contest. Um really like the tiers contest over there. And it's a three dollar, three inch max, and you're you're not gonna be playing against a, a ton of pros. Um, I've been I, I've been telling you guys. The tiers contests are pretty soft, so check that out over there. All right, Grant, I got my sharp side streak up to two now um, after losing one last week. And I told Blender yesterday on the podcast the Spurs and Chicago Bulls game was going to go over 218. Total got down to, like, 211, but I had booked it at 218. So I still hit my over. I'm going to try to make it three in a row. Give me your favorite over-under today.
1: I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the over
0: on the Denver-Memphis game. I like that one. Yeah. I like that one. Um, Man, I don't have, like, my lock right now. But I think that – Man, I think the – I really like yours. I really do like yours. I really like the over in that Denver-Memphis game. Um, I, I'll i say I'll take the over. I'll take the over in the Cleveland game. I don't love – that's. it's probably not my lock today, though. Like, that's not my lock. I want to see what the totals look like um, a little bit later. But, um, yeah, if you haven't checked out SharpSide, do it. You know, you can play and have some fun over there. You can make money on this streaks
1: contest. You can. Just five minutes a day. You can make money.
0: That's right. So head on over there, download the SharpSide app. Um, Streak zero to five, you're not going to make anything, but you can start making money when you get it up to six. And, you know, we're going to keep it rolling here, and hopefully we can keep it rolling where, you know, if you don't like a lock either, like, don't ruin your streak. Play the next day. So yeah,
1: All right. Generally write a sports betting article most days so check that
0: out check it out that's that's... i did it today boom all right it's gonna wrap it up here for tuesday we'll be back wednesday talking some more hoops i hope everyone has an awesome day good luck in your contest and we'll see you then Take it.